This is the Super Lost Podcast uh, with your hosts, Craig, <laughs> Craig, <laughs> and uh, David Roa. <laughs> Craig Deal. Craig Deal. David Roa. Your two founders here. <laughs> so right. what we're going to do with this podcast is we're going to tell you some stories. We're going to tell you some stuff about how we got to where we are right now where we're headed, et cetera, et cetera. The inception of the idea. The inception is today. That's, That's right. just today. So it won't be every episode, but um, we'll talk about that today, but we'll also in the future talk about on different segments about the coffees. Craig can give like an in-depth analysis on those. Yay. And <laughs> uh, so today will just be the first episode of like the more how we got here part of it so the first we get this question, question a lot yeah the first question we ever get asked is you know always like how, how did you guys start this where where did you go how what did you go about doing you know how did you start the first steps so. and that's where we're gonna start today so yeah yep. let's start all the way back in the beginning all the way back all the way back in the beginning what right. do you recall from this beginning point so i had just moved back david and i were working at the same uh you and i were working at the same company and we were working in the World Trade Center. I just moved back from Boston. I was a little bummed out, but uh, I was, you and I had just become close friends. Yeah, and, and you started doing these like coffee events in the office. Like, what was, <laughs> like, I forget. You did like, <laughs> like pour overs or what was it? You yeah, doing? yeah. It was a, I would make a Chemex every morning for myself and it started to, started to catch some steam like one or two people came over to me they were like oh what are you doing back here or what are you doing in the front there i was in the front kitchen and uh before i got kicked out and um, <laughs> that's another story that's another story yeah so i'm in the kitchen people would come by one one or two people coffee lovers in the office and they'd be like oh that looks really cool can i try some they really liked it ended up picking them up, you know, as in terms of like every day I would make coffee and they would come back and they would get some coffee there. I remember being part of that. Yep. The people who would be coveting this delicious <laughs> cup of Craig coffee. I remember that like people through Slack would be like Craig's making. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like people would Slack it. People would talk about it. People would be like, holy shit, like he's making. Be like you got 10 minutes. You have like not even. You can get up from your desk right now and go to the kitchen and you basically people... It was like first come first serve. It was like exactly there with a mug. That's what people like, didn't understand. Yeah, some people get pissed and be like, "Oh, Craig, when are you gonna make another one?" And exactly. you're like, "Dude, I'm paying for these beans." Oh my god! You paid for everything, right? I was paying for the yeah, beans. So you're paying for the beans. So you, you were like, "Yo, it's first come stuff. first serve." Like the first four. People three or didn't four understand people. it too. They were like, "They were like, oh, if I if I if I come by and reserve a cup with you now, <laughs> that like when like five other people show up, uh, you know, my cup's still gonna be there." Right. That was really not easy. But no, I'm it was not more. easy, but <laughs> so that I think that's the first time I ever kind of really saw that you were really interested in coffee. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, Craig's not just like a coffee, whatever, right? Normal person, like he's really into coffee. I mean, and, I did a shockingly low amount of work in the morning just making that Chemex. <laughs> that was like, I would make like two or three in a row, and I wouldn't start work until like eleven thirty or twelve. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Those were some good times. It's pretty great. So, uh, we started talking one day, and I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure we were in the kitchen, and we were, like, talking about, I was like, why haven't you, like, have you gone to a farm? Like, have you seen coffee farms? Right, right, right. And at the time, I didn't know, I didn't, I don't believe that I knew you were from Colombia at that time. Right. 
So for people not people can't see me, I'm yes. fairly <laughs> feared skinned. Yes, exactly. Not a, not a stereotypical trait of most Colombians, but here we are. When we go down to Colombia, they think I'm the Colombian one, and David is the I'm the one that's like is the white boy. Yeah. Yep. first language is Spanish. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <laughs> so we were we were talking about <clears throat> Colombia and like farms, and you said you had never been to any. I had never been to any. I either, think you but. said your grandmother. Had yeah. had a connection to somebody who, who knew somebody. Yeah, my family. grandmother, uh, Lucrecia, aka Tita. Tita! She's amazing. Oh, she, uh, she's the best. She can connect us to anybody. So I was like, all right, if oh. you want to get a farm, she'll find it. And sure enough, I think we like, she got us like one like the next day. I remember when you said that to me, you were like, I, this could actually happen. Like, you know, my family's in Colombia. I think that we could actually get to a coffee farm and, and see the inner workings of yeah. one. That would be so cool. Yeah, so, so, like, it was, like, all set up fairly, like, easily. Mm-hmm. And then, at the same time, our other really good friend, Ryan, um, <clears throat> he was, like, wanting to do, a bit like, a travel, too. Mind you, this is all for just for fun. This is just for fun. This is just for fun. So, like, just we, we, the three of us were just, like, hey, let's do something fun. We'll go exactly. to Colombia. We'll go to Cartagena, too, which is part of Colombia. And so, booked the flight. We go over there. We have, like, a really good time. Uh, we then get to the coffee region. Yep. And it was it was pretty awesome. I mean, I think my first impressions were I was pretty impressed. It was, was definitely off time. the beaten path, and uh, you know, the 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 beauty of it was unbelievable because coffee grows at high altitudes. So, just like the views you get from the farm are gorgeous. It's just being yeah, there. and like the food was really not was really good. The yep. people were really really nice. Remember what we first did when we got to his farm. With the with the magic magic berry, the red berry. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He and gave he cut us it these, up into three. Yeah, he gave us these 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 berries, which are called magic berries in the states. Yep. He called they were they had a name in Colombia, but we don't know. I don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. <laughs> but basically, what it does is it like blocks certain receptors in your tongue or something that yeah. like basically it makes unsweet things taste very sweet. Like, like it makes a everything lemon taste like or sugar. A lime. Yeah. yeah, limes. Well. So he'd like pull, and I had actually done something like that in the past with like a tablet, but he had like the actual berries. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was funny because he made us drink a cup of coffee and it tasted like the coffee had 10 a pounds of sugar in it. A ton of sugar. Ugh. A ton of sugar. Yeah. But it was sugar free. So, like, there you go. It's like, going to be the future of something. <laughs> actually, Diabetics pr- use it. Yeah, there you go. Because, yeah, <laughs> everything tastes sweet, but you don't actually taste it. It's, it's pretty crazy. It is. Um, but yeah, so we saw the farms. He was explaining a lot of stuff that we didn't know. Like, I think one of our first questions was, like, why were there so many banana trees and plantain trees? Yeah. Remember and that? Like, we were both like, what the heck? Like, why are there so we many? Almost, it almost looked like a banana plantation, mm-hmm. like, rather than a coffee farm. It was so odd. Because the banana trees are so tall and the coffee trees are so short. It's um, so weird, yeah. And so, you know, he got into it and he was basically like, uh, global warming. That's yeah. why. He was like, any farmer you ask anywhere in the world will tell you that's why. Global he's like, warming. you got any climate change deniers there? He's yeah, like, he's tell them to crazy. come here. I'll show them climate change is real. Yeah, like that's the first time we ever even saw what is now referred to as shade grown. Yeah, shade grown. Yep. Which, which by the way, side tangent, but like if you see shade grown, that's not like a selling point. No, no. That's not what, a feature. What, it's only good because it was something different that no one knew anything about. Yeah. And so they're just like, oh, it sounds like it's something new yeah, that I can like try. Like if you're, do not pay premium for Shade Grown. 
Right. Do it's not it's it's not even I don't even understand it as a marketing technique because no. it's like you're you're basically saying like you grew the coffee in a specific way because the the earth is getting so hot that you had to take a countermeasure. Right. It's not like it makes it taste better. Right. You're basically just doing that to make it taste like baseline at the very least because like yep. if it wasn't shade grown then it would just taste bad because it would be over and it affects the harvest it affects when the coffee like, is actually harvested yeah, it's it's, crazy. it's 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 just doesn't make any sense so that was and you, of, they have to spend all the extra money in buying the banana plants the banana right, trees right. and and having them and keeping them up while they're just trying to run a coffee farm. so they were like that was something very wide opening for me i did not know anything about that another kind of like interesting thing and this is kind of I feel like I hope hopefully people who listen to this don't think we're going too far away from the story <laughs> of how we started but it is it all comes back it all comes back it does come so um, when we were there we also kind of like saw the whole process of like how you get coffee out of these countries like yep. you're in a very very remote region and you're like as a consumer you don't really think about the fact that like if you're in the middle of a jungle in the middle of a country and like up in the mountains like getting a bag of coffee from that farm to the United States is a lot of work, like a ton of work. God. Like we were just asking about it, and he was like, "Oh, well, someone has to drive it from the non to like the uh, those like co-op station, yeah, those and like stations." There, there, there's so many hands involved in it. It sounds so cliche because like there are ad campaigns out there, and they're like, "How many hands are between like right, you and your right. cup of coffee?" But like, it really is true. It, there, it, there are so many obstacles to get over when you're trying to get a coffee out of the country. And it's, uh, how about getting coffee into the country? Right. If you're not working with a, a trusted importer, you're talking about dealing with customs for the better part of like two months. Yeah, that's a pain in the ass. So like that, that was overwhelming to hear. Yeah. Like again, like when we went there, this was just like kind of, we were on vacation. We were never even right. thinking of starting anything, any, like in any capacity. We just wanted to see something different. But we were if if we were down there with an idea it would have been even crushed right then and there because it seemed overwhelming to me it Absolutely. seemed like it was like how do you get this out of these countries it was it was kind of like my spanish is terrible do? and you're you translate as you do every time we go down there and it, like he, I, I kept asking you to ask him like what would we have to do to get a bag right. of his coffee like back and he you kept saying it was like indirect answers that he was giving because he didn't even know there were so many steps. Know. Like yeah. it was, it was like you're like, oh, we'd have to do this and you know get it, you know, through customs and all this stuff. And the amount for one bag of coffee, 150 pounds of, of, of coffee, is not worth anyone's time. No, no. So along like, that chain. it was that was overwhelming to hear. <clears throat> also, we did. I mean, I learned like another kind of weird thing, which was you know everyone assumes. When you go to Colombia, wow, you're going to have the best cup of coffee in your life. Right? No. No. Like, we found out all the good coffee leaves the country. 99% like, of it like gets exported. It yep. all leaves the country. Yep. Colombians there, a lot of people would be shocked to hear, but the culture is not a big coffee culture in the mm-hmm. way of, like, third wave. They don't drink black coffee, for no. one. No. Everything is milk and sugar. Yeah. Like, rarely, I mean, I'm generalizing here, but I've been there and I'm Colombian and I have and I can tell you, most people do not like black coffee. Very It's a rarely. very American Western, or, uh, sorry, yeah, black coffee, they do not drink down there. Cold brew doesn't even exist. Like, no. that, that's not even a product that exists down there. Everything is instant. A lot of it is instant, like, Nescafe and, like, all these different things. Like, they're, they're doing... 
not what they're doing here because all the good coffee is being exported to the United States. Yeah, exactly. And I remember when we sat down in that that little town square mm-hmm. with that really cool espresso machine. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that coffee, even that, like they were putting like milk and sugar in the black yeah. co- in the uh, in the, like, the espresso shots. Like, yeah, they were espresso. bigger, but they were adding milk and sugar into that. So that's just the way that Colombians like to drink their coffee. Usually, like the norm. And and it also makes you wonder, like, is it that way because they've they've had to drink really bad really coffee. bad coffee, <laughs> or how are they roasting it? Who's roasting it? Do you remember right, right. we got roasted samples from some of the farms, and they were really bad, and they were awful. Yeah. But it's probably because they're not roasting it on you know, a, a, a more professional roaster. They're probably and going stovetop. And that's like an actually a good point to bring up, even though we're, again, this is the origin story, <laughs> but whatever. We're, we're going on some side tangents. Yeah. Here. So. You're going through it with us. Yeah, you're going through it with us here. <laughs> so the thing is that like, I didn't realize before any of this that, you know, roasting is, is its own art. Yes. Because like, you can give the same coffee, the green coffee, to 10 different roasters. A and thousand. you're going to get 10 different fl- ty- types of, like... Like, the coffee you drink will taste different from all 10 of them. Yep. Even if they're following, like, sort of the same kind of ideals and principles or whatever of how to roast coffee. Yep. There's so many subtleties and, like, a million ways. I mean, Craig can speak to this in another episode of, like, how roasting does yep. a million things to coffee. But it was shocking to me. So, so even the fact that they're over-roasting... When they were sending us these samples... The fact they're roasting it wrong doesn't help their them at all because yeah. they could have a really really good coffee, yeah. but if they're roasting it improperly, forget about it. It's gonna taste awful. It's gonna taste really really there's bad. There's a point that you hit and the coffee's burnt, and then once yeah. a coffee is burnt, you, there's no going back from that. You can't discern any of the nuances of the coffee. Yeah. So that's that right there. They could have the best green coffee in the world and roast it terribly and give it to you roasted, and you're not gonna know yeah. if the coffee's any good. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a good point. So like we're going through all of this. I mean, I I think at this point, let's say we're back in the states. Yep. So the three of us come back. It was you know Ryan, Craig, and I, and then we're just working our normal jobs. Yep. <laughs> and yep. like what? Like how many years passed? Two years. Two years. A year and a half. Yep. Two a year and a half. Two years. Like I mean. This was again. This was a vacation. Yeah. It wasn't like a like a oh we're gonna go down there and like come up with a business. No. Two years passed because we really never thought it would become anything. Like I said before, it seemed very overwhelming with all the stuff to even get coffee out of there. Because like we did at that's why we were pressing him was basically like how hard is oh, yeah, it to could, get the coffee? Yeah. Like at least even if we wanted a little bit, right? But it just you were right. It seemed too hard, and it, it seems like it impossible. was out of sight, out of mind. As in terms of the business. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I heard, I was listening to this podcast called How I Built This. Yep. Uh, Guy Ross, shout out. Let us come on the show. <laughs> Love you, Guy Ross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was on. Uh, so, <laughs> so we're listening to How I Built This, and they had an episode with Sam Adams, like the guy who started that company. Yeah, I Jim know he, Koch. Jim Koch. And he was saying that when they started Sam Adams, he didn't have his own brewery because breweries cost like a million dollars to build. He basically just went and did contract brewing. He went to places that were already brewing beer. Hey, can I use your empty tank? Yeah, sure. He would make the beer. He had his own recipe. He had his own recipe, yeah, yeah, from his like dad or grandfather or something. And then he just started making beer and then going door to door. Bars, cracking a beer open here, taste it, you want some? All right, boom. And then he would get these orders, he would start doing that. And so, 
when I heard about his success with all of that, my first thought was, like, huh, I wonder if, like, that's even possible yep. to do with coffee. Yep. Because I hadn't even heard of it for beer. No. Like, Same. I mean, had you? Like, no. I, I mean, it was something where I was like, oh, shit. I was, it was so, like, a world I had never even heard Contract of. Contract brewing, I've never heard of it. Yeah. And so, we were, like, talking about it, and we were like... I was like, well, Craig, how much does a, like a, a coffee, like a roaster cost? How yeah. much do they cost? Like, like anywhere between like fifty and a hundred thousand dollars. Right, exactly. Yeah. Which, by the way, spoiler alert: we do not have. <laughs> we don't have it. We don't have anywhere near that kind of money. That's and so, right. we maybe were in like, a future episode. Yeah, maybe future episode. <laughs> we'll buy our first roaster. But we were like, okay, if we didn't have to buy a roaster would we be able to like roast coffee through somebody else? Right. And that's when we started like looking into, this is mind you very casually. We're like, we're like, very. like look up if there's places that do this. And then boom, we found one. It was called like pulley collective. Yep. That was the first one we heard of. Yep. And it was like, Oh, in Brooklyn and like Gowanus, you can go to this place and they'll let you use their machines. Yep. You can like roast on their machines and you pay a fee just like the beer model, but yep. with coffee, they have a class where you could learn how to yeah. roast, and then you could, and then you could use it for a certain amount of hours. But the point is, the the we charging hourly for roasting was a new concept. It was it was new and it existed. And was it important because we were able to do it right. And so we were thinking, like, okay, you know, if we can get it roasted, now the big question is, how do we buy green coffee? Right. And I think we, I mean, we didn't know. Right. How it worked at all. Nope. Zero. Because I remember even me Googling like green coffee buying. Yep. And they would like send you these like websites that are like selling <laughs> two big pounds ones. at a time yeah, or yeah. five pounds at a time. And then yep. like big ones that you've like. That you would we, never be we, able But we to don't touch. know what the big ones are right. from the small ones. We don't know we who We didn't even know what is. we were looking at. Yeah. And you don't. And we didn't know anybody's reputation or no. anything. Like nothing. We don't know anything about this stuff. Then it was Matt Schuster. Yeah, yeah. Who said, I take the train every morning with a guy from the town that I grew up in. And he said, this guy trades coffee. He's like a coffee importer. Right. And I was like, what is that? I don't even know. Right. And so, but it sounded good. And so I was like, all right, let's, let's talk to this guy. So David and I like got on the call, got on a call with him and... Yeah, like I mean, we were just—he, we, we told him we were we were small time peanuts. We yeah, were we like, told we him like, we were nothing. We were like, we really didn't know how <laughs> business worked. Yeah, and I we just knew that we were interested in learning more about what he did. And yeah, then, I think the first call he was just kind of like telling us about yeah. how it all worked. Yeah. Oh, and he did give us a very good piece of advice before, and and shout out to him because we he this 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 helped us in a lot. Yeah. He goes, the one thing I suggest is never open up a coffee shop. Right. Exactly. He said, you know how many cups of coffee you have to sell to keep the lights on? He was like, I've seen so many coffee shops go under because he's like, you're paying the rent, you're paying the lights, you're paying the employees, you're paying the this. And the rent alone, like even if you work it. Yeah. And so he was like, like, don't open a coffee shop, don't open a coffee shop, don't do that, do anything but that. So that actually helped because when we were thinking of like, okay, we roast coffee, we weren't even thinking like, okay, then what? (laughs) We were bouncing like, we ideas off to? of him too, like on a couple of like subsequent calls after that. Yeah, just being like, yeah, you know, yeah, we definitely discussed. You know, what do you think that. about? You know, okay, we're gonna contract roast at you know at this place. Like, what do you think this price sounds right. like? Cool, or you know, we we even went 
later on we went with someone that helped us bottle and everything like the co-packer and that you know yeah that didn't turn out great (laughs) yeah another story but so that did lead us so yeah so eventually we did order a bag yep from columbia yep uh, from that region we visited and everything we were like from this region and so um by the calca by the calca yep shout out shout out (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) so then we we got the bag it was sent here and this is another big lesson we knew, we found out, was we were like, oh, you know, is it going to be delivered to my house? Like, where's it going to be delivered to? <laughs> and they're like, no, it's going to be delivered to a port. Right. Yep. Like a port. And where's that port? <laughs> Jersey. Freaking New Jersey. So we were like, oh, boy. Yep. There's a port involved. Obviously, <laughs> like, you don't think about these things. Of course. Or maybe most people don't do, but we just didn't know anything about it. I think this shit So we're flies. like, oh, God, all right, we have to go to this port now. So we literally <laughs> drove to this port, paid, like, a million tolls to get there. Yep. Like, Huge in Craig's car. warehouse in my car. Yeah, yeah and it's, like, BMW. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding? Like, it was, it was pretty funny because we got there, and we're like taking pictures and we're like, yeah. like Look at we were listening guys. to Hector Lavoe the yeah. whole time going and then we like so pumped. other people around us are like truckloads <laughs> and we're like there with like a small car we're like we're that one bag and in where's the, the one bag in the corner so yeah. that was pretty funny we didn't know anything about that either and so we get the bag and so we have the bag we have an idea of where we we maybe want to roast right because we right. never we're not even chosen anybody yet yeah and then the final component was we were like okay we need like a where do we sell it right because we yep. decided definitely no we don't want to do a coffee shop yeah but we were like where do we sell it and then the other kind of piece that comes along with this was i was living in mountain view at the time yeah and i saw somebody i worked with had a bag of coffee like kind of like paper clipped next to their computer screen and i thought it was very weird and i was like why are you saving that bag like that's weird it's garbage it's garbage right and i didn't say it like that but i I basically was like why do you have that and then he said oh because i really like the artist on like who did this i know this guy and i like his art so i'm keeping the bag and i thought and i was like oh okay oh shit so i went to the place um chromatic chromatic yeah, yep. yeah it was chromatic did it and i went to their place and i saw that what they did was yeah they had like rotating art but it wasn't like limited edition it was just like the the, the one they did for a few months or right. a, a whatever i'm not too sure about their business model but um anyways i was like oh i wonder if you could add some sort of like limited component to this especially because yep. we only had one bag yep to be able to have limited edition something would be create a little better. urgency yeah in the mind of the buyer and so we were like okay what if we make a limited edition and you know what if we screen print the bag so it's right. even cheaper you know that ended up being incorrect it's way more <laughs> expensive to screen print it's way more expensive and also we screwed up that's another story too <laughs> how many times we screwed up screen printing but <laughs> um yeah learning to screen print yeah that's another adventure yep so um we were like we want it to be limited edition bags we want we have the coffee we have the place we want to roast at now so all the components were coming together we ordered the bags we were like let's just do it and I think we literally tossed in like 500 bucks each or something. Yep, yep. And we were just like, all right, you, 
let's just go in, buy some bags. Minimum order of bags was like a thousand, a thousand. bags. Yeah. <sighs> and I think that's where most of the money went to. Yep. Because the bag of coffee didn't cost that much. The roasting didn't cost that much per whatever. So the actual cost was the bags. Bag. And we had to order a bunch of them. So we were like, we got the stuff. We got a bunch of screen printing materials. We got all this stuff going on. Craig's roommate, Mike, yep. uh, who's an artist, was like, oh, I'll do the first bag. So we were yep. like, perfect, perfect, yep. perfect. And he has like a really like fun style. And so yep. we were like, yeah, let's have like some really cool art on this. Uh, and then it's also like somebody we know. And so we also thought of the idea of, oh, what if we give back to like the farmers and the artists? So like yeah. what if we – because artists all the time don't get paid for their work. The farmers – so underpaid. we did talk about that while yeah. we were in Colombia, I think. Yeah, and a way to help the farmers. A way to help the farmers. Like I think that that was actually might have been the true genesis of the idea. It was because we were like, oh yeah, because we were when we were there, we were like, how much do these people make? And he yeah. was like saying like a dollar a day at most, some like ridiculous amount like that. Yeah, and he was saying like you know in a lot of situations with the co-ops, like the federation, they they are, I mean they do great things for farmers but they also are kind of like the black hand and and you know you owe a debt to them if you're if you're a cooperative that's operating and exporting through the federation you kind of like have to play by their rules and so we couldn't give money you know directly back to that particular farm and it just seemed like it got really complicated it got really complicated but we were like thinking like there's got to be a way to to give money right. in some capacity to these kind of organizations or farms or people involved. And then especially also the artists. Microphone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Fly is flowing. So, um, so we were like, all right, like, we're going to pay back right. all this stuff anyways. So we get the bag printed. Yep. We get the art done. We roast the coffee and we bag it we put up a i think we put it on facebook right we didn't even have a website it was right you're right. right the facebook store yeah so there was a facebook store and we like launched it through there yep. and we were like there's a hundred bags yep. and actually i mean it's true like when you i think anybody who launches anything the first round of anybody who buys it is always friends and family always so like and we got a crazy amount of support yes yeah, so we got a crazy amount of people <clears throat> shout out to all those people who bought the first bag yep. who Bought it despite us not knowing how to roast, not knowing anything about buying <laughs> anything coffee, about it. not knowing about. And in fact, like it's it's kind of sad because a, a lot of those people who tried our like the very first impression was probably the worst. They're probably the worst. <laughs> that was the worst representation of the product we've ever had. Oh man, like we've never done that bad of a. Like job. I wish we could like go back and send all those people like bag. a better bag, like a better bag. Yeah, maybe if we we probably could should do it. that. We should do <laughs> yeah. that at some point. It'd be like. Hey, sorry, y'all. We'd be like, hey, this might be two years so later. So a but. lot of people order. We basically sold out the entire thing in like a week. Yep. And so, which we were like, fuck yeah, like this is really good. That like, was big. We, we sold this. We have like some model here. It works. We got paid back on all the stuff we spent on all that stuff. Yep. And so we were like, okay, this could be a business. This could be something here. Yep. So mind you, up until this point, so like how far are we in? We've, we're like almost 30 minutes in and... Just now, we're like, oh, like, we should probably file papers to be, like, a business. Right. Like, before that, this was not a business. It was just, we were just, like, thinking about testing ideas and whatever, like, a side hustle, per se. So, we were like, how do we... very ghetto. Yeah. You know. So, at this point, we were like, okay, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. And so, we filed all the paperwork through LegalZoom, 
to yep. become an LLC. September 2017. S- September 2017. That's when we did all that paperwork stuff. Yeah. And then from then, we were like, okay, what licenses do we need to roast? And, oh, we have to collect taxes, and we have to do this. and we like, got to get our food handlers certificate, licenses. Yeah, certificate of authority. And, like, so the thing is that, like, once we decided to start a business, that's when it got really crazy because, like, who... There's no, there's no like handbook or there's no handbook. No. There's no handbook on this is how you start a coffee business. No. So like we didn't know where to start. We don't know what certificates we need. We don't need. We don't know what like paperwork we need. We to wanted to just make it legal, so we didn't like because we didn't know anything about yeah. selling food or anything like that, like a food product. So and so it got crazy because the next months were just spent. Basically, just figuring out how to operate in a legal manner. Yep. We were yep. just like, so we we didn't even roast it. Like that, we did that bag. We proved that it worked. Right. And then we just didn't do anything with it for no. a little bit while while we figured out all of the stuff around it, administrative stuff. So we had to figure out exactly how to do all that stuff we just talked about. And then once we knew that we had all of our ducks in a row, that's when we you know kept going with it. But. Anyways, uh, yeah. I think this basically wraps up that's, how we started, right? Because that's what that we're was that about. gets us to where we started. Yeah, basically. That's, that's where we started. Yeah. So um, we're gonna put this out. I think every Monday. Yep. In the morning. So every Monday morning, you'll get a new episode of this, and then also we'll sprinkle in some stuff about our coffee and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shameless plugs. So um, yeah, let us know if you like it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, well, you're biased. <laughs> yeah, uh, Miso thought it was great, yeah, too. Miso, or uh, oh, the super lost pup, oh, definitely so improves. Good. All right, well, <laughs> this was episode one, cool. and that was how we started. Maybe the, one of the next episodes we'll talk about, like, how we came up with the name or something. Yeah. A lot of these won't be 30 minutes long. No, no, no. Some this of these probably will be a longer like, one. This will probably be the longest one just because it's, like, the how we started, the right. origin story, but I think the future ones might be like it could even be five minutes or less just like a quick depending bit. on if we go on a tangent or not. exactly <laughs> well tangents will be a group battle, <laughs> battle. alright this is David Rowan and Craig Deal Craig Deal signing out, signing out. see ya see ya <laughs>